What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with the Founder's Journal. My daily diary made public for the world where I talk about the biggest things happening behind the scenes at Morning Brew, the wins, the losses, the interesting conversations. Today, we're going to talk about the three biggest learnings from my LinkedIn Live interview with Alicia Tillman, the Chief Marketing Officer of SAP. Let's hop into it. Josh, your old stomping grounds. My old stomping grounds. I, I love SAP. I, I know a little bit too much for the average person after consulting on SAP for a bit. How is speaking to their C- CMO? First of all, you know a company is massive when you are a consultant of a certain company's type of technology because SAP wasn't your client. You were doing SAP implementation for companies which just shows the scale of it. Just a few stats that I need to share about SAP before hopping into it, because I don't think most people understand just how massive this company is. 98% of Fortune 2000 companies use SAP. Nearly 80% of all financial transactions in the world go through SAP. It has over 100,000 employees and is worth just short of $200 billion. And it's like, (laughs) I want to say it's like, the massive company that's not given enough love because it's not super consumer facing and because the user of SAP is the enterprise and the buyer of SAP technology is the C-suite executive, but it's massive. And so had Alicia on has just a wealth of knowledge about marketing. She's worked in B2B marketing for the last you know, few decades. She was at American Express before this. She's been rated top 50 CMO in the world. And you know the conversation kind of was all over the map, but I would say the two big buckets were leadership during crisis and effective marketing, but also effective change of marketing strategy when crisis happens. So like the, the shell around this whole conversation was, we have a world pandemic, the way that every business is navigating since March looks very different but especially for the person who is leading a 2,000-person marketing org at a company whose marketing strategy is like incredibly dependent on event marketing. I wanted to get into how has Alicia basically steered this cruise ship of a company in such a short period of time with such crisis. And so the first, I'm going to share one leadership takeaway, one marketing takeaway, and then one leadership takeaway. The first leadership takeaway was her view that making quick decisions and being resolute in those decisions as a leader always, but in terms of crisis is incredibly necessary. And I think this is a point that I've heard other leaders talk about in the past, but I think it's impossible to reiterate too much. A lot of people suffer from analysis paralysis. And the worst thing that you can do is try to achieve black and white in making an answer. Because what you end up finding is in business and especially in management, 85, probably more, 90% of decisions you make, there is no black and white. You are sitting somewhere in the gray. You have imperfect information. And so it's always going to be this balance of gut and brain. You can't expect 100% brain when making decisions. But what was most interesting to me about the quick decision-making piece was she talked about this idea of being really transparent and communicative with her team, but at the end of the day, having to make really hard decisions where she would say, this is what we're going to do. And I think it brings up such a hard skill that leaders and managers need to build up, which is the idea of how do you build trust with your employees that you're managing? 
But then at times when you believe you know the right decision your team needs to make, the hard decision your team needs to make, and you end up realizing that that decision you make goes against the recommendations your employees or direct reports made, how do you not leave your reports, your employees disenfranchised given they made a recommendation that you went against? And so I think this idea of management finesse to do the right thing, but also maintain trust is a really hard, hard thing to accomplish. It's really interesting. What, what I'm thinking about, it's not much of a question, is when, when you're a leader, you have to get people's buy-in, but also use your gut and do things that other people wouldn't do naturally. And that's why you are the leader is because you you have that gut that brings you to the right decision and keeps you succeeding in the workplace. So managing both, I'm going to do things differently, but I'm also going to listen to you and take your opinion into account is a very tough thing to balance. It's interesting to think about and hear you talk about it from both the morning brew perspective and the SAP scale. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the type of thing, how do you maintain respect where you empower people by giving them autonomy, but also have them continue to know that you are the authority when making certain decisions? I think it's really difficult. So that was one leadership takeaway. Now one marketing takeaway. Something the MO of Alicia's marketing strategy style, not just at SAP, but before that as well, has been kind of her position that all marketing is B2C marketing. Whereas like traditionally you hear B2B marketing, you hear B2C marketing, you hear about how they're very different things. They're done in very different ways. One is more about lead gen. The other is either about performance marketing or top of funnel marketing. Her perspective is this, that all marketing is B2C marketing because at the end of the day, Every business decision maker is a human being who is a consumer in some sense. And also when you think about the customers of a B2B company, so let's talk about in the context of SAP. SAP, Josh, you know a lot more about SAP than me, but let's just let's just say you are Citigroup and you are working on your internal payroll and benefits platform for your employees. The buyer of that platform is probably like the chief human resources officer or like the CFO. They are, they are going to be the decision maker who's interfacing with SAP. But S- that's SAP's first client. SAP's second client is the employee of Citigroup, is the person actually using the platform. So it's the customer of your customer. And so I think one thing that she spoke a lot about is this idea of like, at the end of the day, yes, you're a business that's selling to a professional, but that professional is still a human. And you're going to want to have the playfulness, the storytelling, and like the intimacy of B2C marketing, because at the end of the day, you're not selling to robots. And I thought, again, pretty obvious point when I say it, but when you see so many companies do B2B marketing, that they do it really ineffectively, I think it's because they lose lose a sense of touch of humanity and taking inspiration from B2C companies. Does that explain why SAP is a sponsor of many stadiums? It could be, but interestingly, when I asked her the question, because it's been publicly said that they cut back their advertising spend a ton because of this, they basically cut back ad spend so they didn't have to fire people. One of the big places that they have pulled back their spend is on their sponsorship of professional events and stadiums. Um, So I guess uh, it was very important, but not the most important. She told you about Sapphire, right? Yeah, we, we talked for a few minutes about Sapphire. And for you listeners that, Uh, are not in the know about SAP and aren't SAP wonks like Josh. Uh, Sapphire is SAP's marquee event, has 20,000 
uh, in-person attendees. It's not only a massive moneymaker for SAP, but it is a massive lead gen tool for getting new customers of SAP. They had to go totally virtual with the event this year. They, I believe, got 100-something thousand people to join virtually. But uh, Alicia talked about the limitations of scaling virtual events, which was really interesting. One more learning. Something that I really appreciated about Alicia was her candor about not knowing things, but searching for answers. And what I mean by that is one of the questions I asked her in the interview, because to me, you interview such a massive CMO who wields so much power. It is really important important to bring them down to earth so viewers can connect with them or else you won't have this sense of like, okay, how can I possibly imagine a world in which I have the trajectory that Alicia did? And so the question that I asked her is, when you think back to your first few days and months on the job as the chief marketing officer of a $200 billion company, what did month one, month three, and and month six look like? And basically what she said is she spent probably too much time, but she thought it was really important to spend time on this, on understanding the history of SAP, like looking backwards in order to look forwards. And so she spent a ton of time understanding why the company was started 45 years ago, what the major lines of business are, like at its core, what the business functions to do. So take out, like remove all these words and definitions like ERP and SaaS and, uh, you know, implementation and all the stats about how many financial transactions the company is actually enabling. She did a ton of just like research into the history of the company, what it does. And for her, this was just building out kind of like imagine just a coloring book that has all of the lines, but not the colors. Like she is painting these colors by going back into the company's history, understanding how they make money, understanding the different parts of the business. So again, it's a very obvious thing, but I think something that's so important for any manager or leader is like spend an inordinate amount of time studying the business, how it started, the story, talking to the founders, understanding why you do what you do, how you make money. Because as a CMO, like, yes, you're overseeing marketing, but you have a hand in so many things and you need to have such a complete picture of how this business is running and what the strategy over the next one to five to 10 years looks like. And so I I thought it was really impressive, her ability to look back, to look forward. One last thing before we get if you have, do you have any, do you have one actionable insight to walk away from this conversation with? What are you, are you going to do anything differently? Yeah. So I, I think the, the thing that resonated most with me is the, the first lesson that I learned about quick decision-making, but this managerial finesse between empowering people, giving people autonomy, but also having this mutual respect and understanding that you are the final authority. I think at the end of the day, what that comes down to is expectation setting. And so from my perspective, as I go forward and manage other people or support managers who are managing for the first time, I think this idea of setting the expectation up front with employees where you're not, not only are you telling your employee, like you are empowering them to do the work they do, like they are going to have decision-making power around things. I think as you're setting that expectation, there also needs to be a mutual respect that's built and an expectation set that at the end of the day, as you know, a leader of your department, as a leader in your company, there will be certain things that you too may not see eye to eye on and you may end up having the final say on. And it's not because you don't respect their opinion. It's your view that from experiences and conversations, you just believe this is the right decision. 
And I think setting that expectation up front of not just autonomy, but the ability, the openness to disagree, disagreement and that not being a tool for disenfranchising the person is really important. If there are three things you learned from this episode today, it's that B2C marketing is all marketing. B2B companies should be thinking like B2C marketers, telling stories, humanizing their brand. The second is in times of crisis, but also in normal times, you need to make quick decisions and you need to be able to finesse giving your employees autonomy, but also knowing that you are the final authority on decisions. And the final thing is, no matter what role you're in, if you are in a new environment, looking back and studying history of your company or your product in order to set strategy moving forward is a non-negotiable thing for every manager and leader. Hope you enjoyed today's Founders Journal, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.